0: hey everyone welcome to neighbor science radio the only political economy and anime podcast on any station across the nation my name is ryan payne my co-host is brian quimby uh we are here to steal billions of dollars from matt Brunig's sovereign (laughs) wealth fund and use it to fund (laughs) communist movements yeah um Uh, yeah, so <laughs> this is uh, the Brunigist first... Communism, the best brand. Of it's an- communism. anti-Brunigist. <laughs> we don't want that guy having control of anything. Um, yeah, so this is—I uh, think it's season four, episode one. Uh, maybe I'll accidentally put season five, and then we'll just go mm-hmm. along with it. Mm-hmm. I was thinking that before could, I said season just... four, but <laughs> current so, year. This is season six, episode two. Yeah, um, yeah, and uh, You're today. Late. <laughs> Uh, today we have kind of a, a very large topic, so're mm-hmm. we starting off on the right foot mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, it's or, everywhere it's extremely dangerous, um but it's also very attractive, yeah, and uh lucrative yeah i honestly, I think we could also be starting off on the left foot because either one is correct really yeah if you want if you want to walk, you can start with either foot i I'm pretty sure, yeah, most of the time, yeah trying to think of a situation where you would have to use your right foot and I'm just I'm really not coming up with one. Think, maybe you know, maybe I'm someone's there. grabbing onto your left leg. Yeah. Then you I, have to start with your right foot. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Or like
1: I, I'm I'm trying to think of like you know, usually there's like in social dancing or in like uh board sports, you yeah. know, the average person will put their right foot forward.
0: I think that's true. I think, yeah, I guess the phrase doesn't necessarily right. imply so that we, you're walking. We put our goofy you foot could be dancing forward. too. Yeah. So we're, we're starting off our dance on the right foot. Yeah. Okay. The, yeah. So we'll all be coordinated. and It's everything. like they say, right is right. Yeah. 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 I think, right. I don't know. Anyway. Um, it's the topic. That was a great segue. <laughs> Uh, so today we're talking about uh, the. We had ourselves, and you can too. <laughs> today we're talking about the history of the sugar industry, uh, which we will follow up with a later episode. Not the next one, for sure. We are yeah, definitely a, not doing it for the next one. it's such a big one. topic. Um, that uh, the to next one will days. be the, the modern sugar industry. Yep. And uh, so for that, I think we should get a bunch of candy to eat. I think that would be a good thing to do. Oh, God. Just get a bunch of different types of candies, and
1: oh, you can't do that i was uh, I was damn. actually just thinking about how funny it is that we're doing this topic because I have such a personal connection to the problem, but yeah,
0: um, <clears throat> so sugar, yeah, so refined sugar particularly sugar was like a very big <clears throat> colonial product, mm-hmm. Uh, I think when most of us think of <laughs> what colonialism what we think of like book report. Yeah. Sugar was a very big colonial yeah. product. Kind of kind of important. Um big deal. Everyone Three liked it a lot. Essay. Yeah. And I read a book about it and mm-hmm. um it was good. Mm, I, good. I liked the book. Good. Yeah. It was interesting. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. Okay. Thank you. Okay, yeah. Thank you everyone. That's Yay, it. Tepid clapping. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> Now I don't know where where to fucking start. Um, so it was an important colonial product. Usually we think of like spice and, I don't know, oil. Uh. Yeah,
1: yeah. Colonial products, we think of like spice, maybe timber, oil, you know, gems and diamonds and furs. stuff. Right, furs. Um, uh, obviously uh, slaves, unfortunately. Yes. Uh, which is connected to this very directly, as many of you know. Um, what other colonial products? Like... Um, batteries batteries solar uh, panels drugs. drugs although there's yeah it's
0: less direct in, in a lot of that's true that, but like it's i'm afraid to go anywhere near chinese history and that's where it, most of that stuff is Yeah, or like latin american <laughs> history yeah i started listening to that uh chocolate and coffee history of, of china of. podcast yeah and i was like there's like 400 episodes yeah and I guess I have to start at the beginning. So <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah, the history of China. Yeah, a short tour. <laughs> <laughs> the one civilization that's been around for eight thousand years, fucking forever. Yeah, yeah. And India's like, wait a minute, what about us? And you're like, well, I mean, you know, I mean, <laughs> their PR
1: is better. <laughs> well, if
0: you give me a history of India podcast, uh, I will also not be able to listen to the entire it, thing of that either. Exactly. So. Exactly. And um, um, think- so
1: well i i could just read off this abstract that i snagged um well now it really is like a book report yeah well i mean but it's also just the extremely technical summary okay yeah so abstract from the global detour of cane sugar from plantation island to sugarlandia by Ulbe bosma a dutch fucking person (laughs) cane sugar
0: (laughs) this isn't reparations by the way
1: (laughs) all day Cane sugar is known as the typical plantation crop, which encompasses monocrop cultivation and total control over the entire production process from land, technology, and botany to labor. This obviously requires full political control over the site of production by the plantation owners. (laughs) Obviously. The, The plantation model has proved to be remarkably resilient over the past 800 years and capable of adapting to varied types of quote-unquote labor relations oh yeah Hmm. Hmm. contrary to what some might have expected slavery was not inexorably linked to the plantation apart Mm -hmm. from slaves yeah (laughs) i love this clarification (laughs) apart from slaves sugar was produced using chinese labor gangs those aren't slaves indian indentured labor not slaves debt contracts in latin america definitely not slaves tenants and
0: sharecroppers in the philippines i don't think that's slavery either Coerced cultivation in Java. What's, what's slavery? I, what's slave-like about coercion? Coerced labor.
1: <laughs> and smallholder cane production combined with sugar cooperatives in Java and India, which is that sounds like a small actually business. more what we like, yeah. Yeah. Or, or what we don't like. Yeah. It could be either or, and maybe
0: both. <laughs> so that's the technical. Some, some guy with a jet ski, like... <laughs> yeah. Yelling at all his employees, like, <laughs> yeah, right. if you got time to lean, you got time to harvest. <laughs> yeah, right, right. You got time to fuck,
1: you got time to shuck. <laughs> nah, God damn it, I hate this guy.
0: <laughs> um, so, we'll start with the origins of sugar. Yep. Because, uh, you know, where do you start with anything? You start with the origins. Yeah, the beginning. Just like the Star Wars movies, you start with the origins. Right. So, we're going to do the same thing as the Star yep. Wars. Bootstrap. We're going to talk about. Uh, how sugar became a colonial product and Uh then go back uh, after like uh, 20 minutes and then talk talk 20 minutes about Uh um, where sugar came from originally and then do 20 minutes on Mm -hmm. where it is in 20 years from now. Yeah. So I think that's a logical order. About right. Lucas did it, so it's got to be good. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You know, and also like there will be like vast swaths of this episode where instead of showing anything done with sugar, we'll just walk around giant palaces talking about sugar (laughs) and how much money we're making (laughs) off of sugar. And then that will pass for as a plot. I hate timber.
0: (laughs) It's so rough and dry <laughs> i prefer sugar it's gets into everything i think it's one of the parts of the line <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right.
1: <laughs> counting our our you know metachlorine content in our sugar or in our tea or something yeah, yeah.
0: um or we uh, i guess maybe we should do more like the spider-man um i'll just redo everything again and again and yeah again. so we'll read right. the origins of sugar and, and then, then, then we'll, we'll redo do a little bit about sugar and then we'll read the origins again right but like in a different voice or yeah. something yeah, yeah. But it's still so, the same. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get you to sit the next one out.
2: All right. Origins of sugar. <laughs> first cultivated as sugarcane. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah. So that was that was actually part of the origin of sugar. There it was first cultivated as sugarcane mm-hmm. in tropical Southeast Asia. Domesticated ten thousand years ago. <laughs> Shit. Um, yeah. All the dates I'm gonna use are gonna be either our our calendar or years ago because I don't like BC or BCE. BCE is just it's just they, the christian like, version but cheating yeah ex- to ex- say exactly that it's not. i've always hated it it's just annoying yeah um so we should yeah. always
1: measure everything from where we're at now because yeah. it's the only position that makes any sense and
0: everyone else is wrong right right we're the center of history yes exactly definitely not the And we end. always will be <laughs> definitely not the end <laughs> yeah. right um so sugar cultivation or sugar production has existed for some form in some form for thousands of years off to a great mm-hmm, start here mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. process of refining pressed bleh, pressed cane juice into granules seems to have been developed in india which i repeated uh next so this is the spider-man version yes we already did it this way actually yes 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 so indians initially chewed sugar cane but around 1700 years ago they figured out the process of pounding the cane to extract the juice and either boiling it or drying it in the sun to get sugar granules quick
1: note uh, I grew up in a sugarcane growing area uh-huh. uh, which you know is the Southeast Asia they're talking about there if you haven't heard of it um, but chewing sugarcane is actually kind of badass like it's kind of crunchy chewy so mm. it's like I'm trying to think of like it's like what? chewing on a stick isn't it yeah it's like chewing on a stick uh, uh, it's like if if there was like...
0: Yeah. It's really the only way you can think of it is like, it's like a, I think we, we had some, like someone brought some yeah. to our class in elementary school it into
1: chunks and it's like these like morsels. Yeah. Of, it was like, uh, it's fibery, but it's like really delicious. It's like yeah. if you,
0: if you grab like a green twig off a tree, yeah. you like rip yeah. that off it's and to you like
1: of a kind of, soaked it in simple
0: syrup for yep. like 12 hours. Pretty much. That's what it would be like. It's basically. Yeah. 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 So vegans get into it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah pretty good stuff yeah but then you can also uh make it into sugar crystals which are also fun to chew on yeah yeah especially the bags big, at a big raw of sugar yeah it's pretty fun yeah um so yeah they would uh they would dry it in the sun and it would it would look like gravel mm-hmm. like oh, the, that's right the indian the sanskrit word for sugar is the same word for gravel right because that's I what was it looks reading like.
1: something about that when we were yeah and then like well, later on equal when,
0: amounts of research yeah <laughs> once it was uh once we were using like more modern refining, like mm-hmm. cl- colonial refining techniques, yeah. it was uh, made in, into like loafs. to right. so get this That's big right. ass cone. Yeah. And you had to like whack it with an ax, like a special type of ax. <laughs> and then you would... Like sugar. Cutting like, the smaller like pieces with a sugar knife. Sugar powder
1: would just fly everywhere. Like it
0: was very dramatic and everybody's <laughs> freaking out and cheering and yeah, clapping. You, and, you get a big burly guy in right. like a, uh, right. a flannel shirt to right. come right. Uh, whack it a bunch of times with an ax. Or even axe. better,
1: you know, he's like all oiled up and wearing like leather chaps, <laughs> right? And he just... Like, he like he he wrestles with another guy, and then I guess there's sugar involved somewhere, but like yeah. mostly it's the wrestling, yeah, yeah, you, like that. you break off the
0: top of the cone and right put up each other's asses right. and right right, I mean, <laughs> why not get high like that uh so despite uh being around for uh you know like uh what is it, nine thousand years, yeah basically, 8, which 000 is, years which is roughly the length of nine millennials late end to end, yeah, yes, um. <laughs> So despite all this, it was virtually unknown to Europeans until, like, 1200, basically. Yeah. Oh, Europeans. So 800 years At ago. At least
1: Europeans as we typically think of them in these contexts. Yeah, and I think the only
0: reason they they even found out about it is because Muslims brought it to them. Basically, yeah. So
1: like, the Vikings and the Muslims were all like, I like trade and getting rich. And then they're like, well, what's that? Well, what's that? Well, <laughs> next thing you know, they're, like,
0: carrying around bags of mysterious sweet stuff. <laughs> Magic. Right. I think they thought it was magic. Right. Um, oh yeah, we said that during the spices episode that they thought that spices came from like a literal like magical land. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: There's a lot of European legends about magical places, mostly because they never left home. Yeah like oh well there's a bunch of stuff over there but you know why bother going there ourselves they're the failed sons of, right. of the world yeah basically <laughs> they were sitting at home uh, like you know reading their stories <laughs> right. instead of like history, doing the, trade and the, stuff the history of like western expansion is just the story of perpetual overcompensation
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> Busted oh, dad comes and is like, "Hey, you want to do something like important? <laughs> no, I'm reading my stories. Yeah, right, right. Have you heard about God?
1: <laughs> oh, God. He's my favorite. <laughs> so we're his kinda... son is really cool.
0: Jesus, <laughs> have you heard about him? Yeah, Jesus is just a prophet. Why is he so special?
1: <laughs> yeah, he had some good things to say, and then he yeah, died. Yeah, we got
0: prophets too, man. <laughs> right, right, It's been a long time. Maybe give it a rest. Time. Get a new yeah, guy. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> You've, you've already read like 900 episodes of this Jesus guy. Yeah, it's, it's like, it's like Christianity is like, just
1: like uh Jewish radical fanboyism, you know, <laughs> like re you know, like extrapolated by a bunch of blonde people. <laughs> Who? they're like
0: i'm i'm shipping uh jesus and uh, mary magdalene <laughs> yeah, right right exactly <laughs> oh, wow. oh yeah yeah i'm shipping jesus and saint paul <laughs> right right like around like the you
1: know late antiquity period you know a bunch of the the christians are just like I invented a new thing called
0: Volcel. <laughs> It'll make us more powerful spiritually. You got you got like French people writing articles like, uh, actually, if you read the Bible, Je- uh, Judas was the good guy, <laughs> right. Jesus was the bad guy. Here's here's my tweet thread to prove right. why. Right, and that's why French people kiss each other on the cheek now. Yeah. Um. So
1: apparently, the Greeks and Romans do, uh, like did they, they, they knew that the Arabs and Indians. Had this sugar stuff Uh they produced and used it as like um, a medicine uh, at the time Um, or at least the Greeks and Romans saw it as a a spice or medicine because it was
0: this rare stuff that came in chunks and whatever yeah if you have poo brain and you eat some sugar it makes it work a lot better yeah exactly yeah Yeah. so
1: yeah so then like what (laughs) like the Greeks and Romans were kind of aware of it and then through trade the western and northern Europeans became more aware of it um And, uh, that took a while,
0: but eventually our friends, the Muslims. Yeah. So this is, I know this is like specifically cane sugar. Like weren't they making beet sugar or were they too stupid for that too? Oh man. Beet sugar. Like refined beet sugar. I thought beet sugar
1: was more recent. I was
0: listening to street fight on the way up here and, um, Grove City, Erica no. was was pairing in Sweden. Oh yeah, and she was talking about it. There are like real dirt bags over there. She was saying oh, they make yeah. they make pasta and they put ketchup on it. They don't put marinara sauce. <laughs> I've, <laughs> I've, I've seen this ha- uh, happening before. Yeah, and uh, she said like uh, for the like burger toppings they use they use like pickled beets on everything. So they're really <laughs> into beets over there. Beets, man. I,
1: beets by Dre. Um. So I'm looking at it, and according to uh, Jimmy Wales of the internet dot com. Um, sugar from beetroots wasn't um, figured out until like the 18th
0: century. Wow, they're fucking stupid.
1: Yeah, right. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ, right. man. They're like,
0: oh, <laughs> if I do this. Yeah. And I think it's because of... So they figured out how to crush a tree yeah. and turn yeah. that into sugar before they figured out how to crush a fruit and <laughs> turn that into sugar. I
1: think it was literally because they had they were trying to make it without sugarcane because they can't grow <laughs> fucking sugarcane in Europe, right? <laughs> and so they're like, well, we've got these red things, you know. <laughs> <clears throat>
0: um yeah so they could have been having sugar for they could have had it thousands of years it really felt like it yeah yeah <laughs> damn they're stupid and now we have corn sugar so like
1: yeah i, th- I think it might have also involved a little more chemistry oh, um yeah. and chemistry for europeans was like one of their hardest subjects <laughs> so <it was> like
0: <laughs> right alongside like math <laughs> geography You're right Engineering,
1: <laughs> exactly. medicine, yeah, yeah, fucking people who aren't
0: related to you. But yeah. other, other than all those things, they were pretty good at intelligent stuff. They oh, were, yeah, totally, yeah, high IQ people. They were good
1: at things like um, enclosures <laughs> and um, extraction worship, <laughs> worship, yeah.
0: yeah, murdering people who murder. worship the murder. wrong person. Yeah, both both chaotic and systematic stealing forms stealing from murder. people who worship the wrong person. Yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> Those were their real strong subjects. Mm -hmm. Um, Yes. (laughs) So eventually the Muslim conquest led to a proliferation of sugar cultivation and refining outside the Indian region, uh, planting sugar all across the southern Mediterranean. Mm -hmm. So this increased European awareness and consumption of sugar. Now, when it says the Southern Mediterranean, oh yeah, I was like, "Does you that know. mean Africa?" Yes. I was going to say, "You Southern know, Mediterranean. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the other making fun of other people's geography." When I'm like, <laughs> right. "Southern Mediterranean, where's that again?" <laughs> right? Is that uh, Greece? <laughs> That's Greece, right? <laughs> exactly. I can't imagine sugar cane would grow there. It's kind of cold there, isn't it? <laughs> uh, yeah,
1: <laughs> and I'm pretty sure. Like, I looked at the map that showed like all the uh, the like Islamic sugar growing regions in the Southern Med, and it was like pretty sure it was almost a one-to-one course like correlation or correspondence to like all the ancient Phoenician zones Uh and I was like well that just you know it's just like a fun little historical
0: resonance like that's what works you know (laughs) just find it and do it (laughs) um so was still very expensive to Europeans during most of the well yeah Mm -hmm. up up until the colonial period right it was very expensive for Europeans um sometimes crusaders would bring loads of sugar back to their homes um, in Russell. their regular pillaging. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, wonder, that's Wonder that's what cool. to do with
1: it. Yeah. Like, wow, well, I mean, we could snort it, you know.
0: <laughs> no, that's silly. Who would ever want to do that? Put it in your uh, in your tobacco pipe. The tobacco pipe. They had those back then, right? Pretty sure.
1: Uh, <laughs> what? The, the crusaders? Yes. You're fucking with me, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> put it in your jewel and, uh, yeah, right. right. Then little, a little
1: jewel with a fucking, you know, like encrusted jewel, encrusted crucifix on it, you know, for yeah. the air intake or whatever. I'll, you know, whatever. Yeah.
0: Put it in their coffee. Yeah. Yeah. That's another thing they would do yeah. back then. Um, I don't know what this last line means. I don't know if I wrote it. Did you write it? Europeans began to conceptualize it as a commodity in its own right. What does that mean? I, 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 I must've
1: written that. Um, <laughs> So, I think that, so, as opposed to, like, a luxury, oh, okay. right, they were like, oh, this is something that we can potentially regularly trade in, Yeah, you know, and, like, think about as something that's, like, you know, um, you can even financialize it, et cetera, right? That reminds me of that, um... As opposed to luxury, where it's like, maybe there's only one of these, oh my god, you know?
0: I don't know if you saw yeah. this tweet, but there was someone who was saying, like, uh... They were talking about uh, fully automated luxury communism. Right. Right. And they were saying like gay space. Yeah, you like uh Don't forget the you, gay space part. You, well they just said falk, so they didn't oh, have the oh, okay. yeah, they didn't have So the, they don't the like G. the gays it's, 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 uh, okay. yeah. Very homophobic Fucking way homophobic. to characterize that movement. Jesus, but right. you know, who am I to say? Yeah. Uh don't falk too hard. <laughs> but uh they're they're saying like uh this is just like uh you know you're a liberal basically is what, <laughs> what the tweet was. Is right. like Oh um, yeah, we need we need to decolonize and like that mm. means giving up luxuries and it's like Well What exactly do you think luxuries are? Because Yeah. yeah. Like for most people, a luxury would be like having ten dollars in your bank account at the end of the yeah, week. Yeah. Like right before you get paid? Or like uh you know, not having to work forty seven hours a week on average? Yeah. Or,
1: well I think I think they might have been taught and not to you know because I don't even know the fucking context getting a streaming service with every right. movie on it <laughs> right well yeah that that is like a a I think the issue is that um the, the the related to this statement that I wrote in there you know um luxuries becoming commodities right Yeah, like in the old days a pc was a luxury now it's just a regular commodity right, right. i mean luxury luxuries can be commodities you know but when it's just kind of a
0: normal and uh, like you go to yeah, the store things that used to be you luxuries are staples now like is right. this yeah like people have to drink even coffee just like now, they can can't people can't function without coffee yeah. and i think if that if that's what you mean like oh we can't do we have to do without like, coffee it's like okay, you know that's fine but right to borrow the weird phrase, to call it this a luxury can't have nice things because i think if people didn't have to work yeah you know eight nine ten hours a day <clears> if they were just like able to do what they wanted and yeah. sleep in as late as they want yeah and and you're like, well, we can't have coffee anymore. They're like, oh, that's fine. I'll just sleep in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And continue to hate myself as I always have. You know, but, so I don't know exactly what they mean by luxuries. Yeah, I
1: mean sometimes people don't have a clear idea themselves, but I think that if you think of it as you know a scarce good, yeah, right, which of course runs into our. Objection to the ideas of scarcity because sometimes it's false scarcity and sometimes it's real scarcity, but it's, you know, uh, captured by some kind of maldistribution, basically. Yeah. Like, oh, well, we could have more in our community, but they use scarcity to keep it, to hoard it, right? right. Um, et cetera, et cetera. So it's like, okay, I think maybe what they're kind of saying, if it's a decolonizing discussion, that they're saying like, you know, like don't eat a chocolate bar every day. Uh, right. And like, and like I precious metal stuff, which go into electronics. Yeah. Right. But that's kind of where a lot of us yeah, don't get are, a new
0: phone every 18 months.
1: Right. Exactly. That suicidal
0: it, what, Chinese people have to make.
1: Yes, exactly. Like post scarcity logic is like, well, it's been 200 years of making more than we need. Yeah. That's that's just literally, use the shit that you have already. <laughs> just use the shit you have. So like it's it's in a way a luxury because it breaks, it's much much nicer fix it with a damn washing machine. Exactly, right? <laughs> somehow Put elbow patches on your laptop, you know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um but yeah, so that's it's it's a conversation that needs much more flushing out than what it seems you got. Um Yeah because yeah like yeah. nice things are nice things and sometimes you can have them without hurting
0: people and sometimes you can't and yeah. that's the discussion you really have to have. It did seem like kind of uh, at least partly intentionally mischaracterizing the idea of uh, Falk. Well, I've never heard of anybody mischaracterizing things online. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And so you're either right or uh, wrong and that's it. To mischaracterize their argument, I'm going to say that uh the tweet made me think of the handshake meme with uh ml's on one side and conservatives on the other Mm -hmm. and uh communism means everyone is equally everyone shares poverty yeah yeah yeah, right right
1: (laughs) yes yes Um, the the piety of the of the working class (laughs) means that they must be poor
0: because to be everyone loves joining a movement that says you you can't enjoy yourself (laughs) and everyone has to be really dour and poor It's like
1: where have I heard that before?
0: <laughs> you know that stuff you have? Well, we want to take it away. Fuck so it. anyway, wanna put in forty hours a week to building the movement. Exactly. <laughs> also it costs three hundred dollars a week of your paycheck. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> <laughs> um anyway. <laughs> yeah. So um so after um after it was starting to be colonized, I guess I kinda of skipped part yeah. here after after sugar brought us to marxist leninism yeah yeah so yeah. <laughs> At one point, it was in the Muslim world, and then Europeans yes. got wind of it, and Uh-oh. suddenly... We all know what uh, happens when Europeans hear about something. Yeah, suddenly it was being transferred to the Americas in 1492 yeah. by, by our uh, favorite <laughs> nice and good hero explorer, Christopher Columbus. Yes, the good, nice person. So Columbus was interested in uh, gold and slaves, mostly, but uh, mm-hmm. he did plant some sugar cane totally game.
1: innocent interests. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Unlike those evil <laughs> sugar people. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so he uh, he planted some sugarcane on Haiti, mm-hmm. and um, for some reason it said the Dominican Republic. But uh, we all know that that's not a real country, and that Haiti's <laughs> Haiti's the whole island. The, yeah, yeah, Haiti's the island. Everyone knows that. Um, <laughs> I didn't realize this. That's the that's actually the like indigenous name of the island too. 18. Haiti. Yeah. The um. Yep. What, what's their names? Uh, the Haitians. That to to to. Taino? No. Oh yeah, Taino. Yeah. Oh, is that what it is? I think so. The ethnic group from the Caribbean. Yeah. I think so. I mean yeah. one of the many, yes. Yeah, that's that's their what that's is. their name for it. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um so other colonizers uh, snipped some seeds from his sugarcane plants ah, while he wasn't ah, looking. Ah, ah, ah. Fucking dumbass. Sugar piracy. <laughs> and, I downloaded uh, your sugar, dude. Yeah. You wouldn't steal a sugarcane plant. Or would And they started to grow them on other Caribbean islands and in Brazil by the mid-16th century. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Uh, Europeans began cultivating huge amounts of sugar in the Caribbean due to their ability to steal land from indigenous people and yep. use chattel slaves imported from elsewhere to do the hard work of cultivation and refinement. So, like, hmm. uh, in Indonesia, they would have had to, like, you know, go through all the hard work of conquering all the people by hand and, right. you know, stealing all their land. Yes. and. Uh, you know, in the Caribbean, they could just walk in, and their dirty, just nasty, like, disgusting bodies would kill them. Everyone with disease, yep, and uh, took way God. less effort. It's like so that's from, really cool from that, peanuts. You know, that, just walking around happened. with like a disease
1: cloud around you. Yeah, it's like, yeah. We pig are pen. the children of God, yeah. and like just, <laughs> your cloud of filth. Is Europeans just... are pigpen, but stupid. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah. So both made it <clears throat> cheaper than importing from. Uh, HTTPS <laughs> slash, slash live science dot com
1: <laughs> nice yes yeah. nice. I'm really good at uh, that was an intended uh, joke and not a glitch quite all. a completionist
0: on these notes yes yes <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so both made see. it much
1: cheaper than importing from
0: presumably
1: the Muslim world yeah yeah like India and so forth. yeah let alone trading mm-hmm.
0: it with the yeah. Muslims who right. carried it across the land. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, I think I was going to say importing from India where they would have had to like sail around Africa. Right. I think that's what I where I was or going Or like, with
1: that. you know, just go through the Middle East yeah. handily. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, hello. Yes, we're actually right next door, but you know, we...
0: Don't like you very much. So, <laughs> and have you have you looked at the rates for air freight back then? It oh, was just god crazy, astronomical. Man. Yeah. yeah, it's like twenty shillings for like one ounce. Yeah. to be shipped. You know, and and that's like three days. Three days wages. are really worth something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I should have ordered this better. Mm. I, I think we should go to this colonies part next. Okay. Um. So once I won't fight you on this. Okay. <laughs> good because i would lose yeah <laughs> uh easily yes yes um still have a pent-up rage from the uh the slave plays episode yeah. Yeah. yeah um so once uh the caribbean was colonized which quite a lot to go over that uh in an episode that's about Glossing something over slightly the different caribbean colonization <laughs> yeah. project so rest assured uh it was very bad what happened <laughs> right sort of like
1: before and after pick like yeah and
0: then uh, yeah before good green after bad yeah gray smoky yep bloody
1: bloody lots of slavey lots of uh rows and rows and rows of commodity crops yeah
0: yeah yeah um Um, yeah some of the some of the pictures that went along with the articles from here were like so fucking fucked up oh yeah oh yes yeah yes um If if you're not in a good mood today, I would advise not reading any of the sources. Not read about any of this stuff. Yeah. (laughs) In fact, just pause this and come back when you're ready. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, So once once the Caribbean was colonized, you had all these European powers fighting with each other mm-hmm. trying to basically capture market Multiple share pig pens yes fighting each other yeah pig pens that speak different stupid languages <laughs> yes um and they're all fucking each other's yeah. cousins and stuff and they all, their, their music's very bad and yeah, trashy yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah they had really shitty discotheques everywhere in the caribbean <laughs> um <laughs> uh, so uh through a bunch of the wars that we probably all know about Totally. There were some of these that yeah. Yeah, I was I mean, like, oh yeah, I know that one. I've heard of it. I don't know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> right. I <right>. still don't <laughs> I can pronounce those words. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, like the 30 years war um, mm. in the aftermath of that. Well, I mean, everybody knows the 30 years war. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, the Dutch took uh, Brazilian sugar plantations from the Portuguese, mm-hmm, but they only mm-hmm. managed to hold them for 24 years, which like, man, you didn't even get as much reward as the, you know, the war went. Yeah. You know, it's yeah, just, yeah, I just, I don't know. It's not a good deal. I think it's
1: fucking dumb. Um, There's
0: a bunch of treaties that I wrote down here that like basically involved uh, changes in land holdings to Mm -hmm. uh, for the Spanish empire. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So at one point there was the Iberian union, which is when Portugal and Spain. Isn't that a football team? I don't know. Soccer team. Never mind. (laughs) I'm fucking with you. Okay. (laughs) I'm not going to get any sports jokes, so I'm sure it was very funny.
1: It wasn't that funny <laughs> <laughs>
0: um the spanish american war uh hispanic American wars of independence all like had significant effects on uh the Spanish empire's holding of the colonies mm-hmm. um, and that obviously affected the sugar trade and yeah so most of the most of the colonial history in the Caribbean was just different European powers trying to uh, get a monopoly on the sugar trade and kicking each other's asses to (laughs) do that. Um, so there was like, there were forts all over the Caribbean to protect, uh, their plantations from the other European countries, Mm -hmm. mostly also to like, uh, you know, keep the slaves enslaved, but mostly to protect from other navies. Oh yeah. Um, so, um, it's really
1: interesting how like, uh, uh, it's really interesting how, The history of, like, European colonialism is so accepted by, like, reactionary types where they're like, well, yeah, I mean, you had to get stuff and, like, you had to, like, go do cool shit. And, like, those bad people were, like, fighting and and killing us and, like, raping white women and, like, you know, the typical bullshit. But, like, if you look at what was involved in, in colonization like one of the first things you ever did was build a fucking fort and you're like, Hmm, I wonder why they did that. You know, like it's exactly what the uh, strategy was in like feudal wars and in the crusades where they're like, we want the land. We're going to fucking brutalize the people. And in order to do so, we need a central power base, AKA a castle. Right. So it just evolved. And of course, you know, gunpowder came along, so they evolved their tactics, but it was still just like, just endless, like bloody blind domination right and yeah yeah i don't know just like the creation of fortunately we've moved like, past that um yeah, since we there don't no do that anymore. military
0: bases built in foreign countries anywhere in yeah, the world no um, no we don't do that at all <laughs> yeah really cool um world we live in uh so, i love our species <laughs> yes <laughs> the best <it> species <laughs> um so the uh, Portuguese colonizers created the first sugar plantations in the Caribbean mm-hmm. in the 1550s mm-hmm. on an island off the coast of Brazil. So self starters, yeah. So the uh, <laughs> the sugarcane crops grown by uh, Columbus and those other assholes, yep. uh, They weren't full on plantations. Um, they weren't growing it as like a monocrop. It was just kind of a side gig, <laughs> right? Like the Fools. you know they had a couple marijuana plants right next to it. <laughs> right. And, um, well, it's
1: because you know if you're smoking marijuana, you're going to want
0: that sugarcane. Right. Right. Yeah. Just get stoned you get the monkeys and then you chew shit on, chew on some, yeah, some right. wood <laughs> exactly um so sugar cultivation requires a, a huge workforce because it's really labor intensive mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. uh the british uh did the most logical uh rational thing mm-hmm. which is uh you know taking humans as property right yeah and, and you have to. shipping it's, them all the way across the world to a place they've never been to before mm-hmm. No. Uh, to force yep. them to work on sugar plantations until they were dead. Nope. Yep. Um,
1: That's what rational
0: actors do. Yeah. Faced with scarcity. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, the yeah. the estimates on the total uh, number of slaves that were shipped to the Americas uh, are uh, is about ten and a quarter million uh, between 1650 and 1900. So it was still going on in 19 in the 18th century. That's a lot of the, yikes. The, yeah. The yeah. 20th century. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. So Ooh. some of the colonies were richer than others. Barba- it says Barbados was the richest colony, but I thought Guadeloupe was actually the richest. Hmm. Maybe that was the hmm. richest colony, and Guadalupe was like the biggest sugar plantation because yeah. that was the one that everyone was really fighting over. Right. So um, you're saying that the um, the
1: slaves in Barbados were richer than the other slaves? Right? Yes, they were paid yeah. the best. Yeah, yeah. because by far. obviously, like the GDP equals the wealth of the, yeah, if you take the GDP the and divide it by the number of right, people that's that live what there, they have. yeah, that's how much they all and make.
0: Yeah. So everyone should be happy. Right. Right. Um, and they probably lived on, you know, at least $2 a day, which yep. as we know is enough. It's plenty. Um, you know, so I mean, even, even though it's something we're vaguely aware of, I think it's worth pointing out that again, these colonies were established in the 15th century. Yep. Uh, but most of them were owned by European countries until really late in the 20th century. So, like, almost 500 years, which is a quarter of our calendar. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's. called modernization. If anyone's, Ryan. like, a big enough asshole to say, like, why don't they get over it? Or, like, you know, they've been free and they haven't uh, built their own economies. Like, right. they didn't have enslaved people working for them for 500 years. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, kind of kind of hard and then also they it's were rough. those people that were working for 500 years yeah. and kind of traumatizes you generationally yeah. Yeah. and uh, and you're like really fucks you up so yeah. it's like kind of impossible to yeah. recover from that yeah. in any reasonable time yeah especially yeah. when uh, we're just like okay see you later and then right. leave them alone bye oh,
1: we're also keeping then everything also, yeah
0: and then also send your intelligence agencies to go in and yeah, crush any them. positive yeah. movement they have exactly so it's like so.
1: it takes long enough for like people who were de-skilled and brutalized and and traumatized, you know, for so long, you know, to the point where like, that's, that's a huge part of their culture, like in their cultural memory, of course, to like, uh, even if they're like extremely educated to come up with the kinds of institutions that serve them and the kinds of infrastructure that they can be proud of with the resources that they have. Right. Um, because that's actually the kind of you know rational actors facing scarcity situation that we should be paying attention to yeah right that's true scarcity and and difficulty and um and then they try and you know everyone fucks up you know like nobody will ever have a perfect solution so people with almost nothing try and and maybe fuck up a little bit but then like you said uh you know interlopers come along yeah. with superior means to uh, subvert and sabotage them in order to maintain those power relations so that
0: we can continue to get like cheap sugar for example yeah mm-hmm. and then some guy who like went to business school and mm-hmm. owns a boat dealership now is right. like what i worked hard
1: why aren't you yeah right good now <laughs> right, right. what about your dad's landscaping company <laughs> <laughs> Why well, don't you become a fucking photographer yeah i started a
0: photography business anyone could do it
1: <laughs> i i i created this super cool you know just to just to you know rag on the others too I, I created this super cool um you know like human interest nonprofit where we turn like your scraps into shoes and you're like i mean that's cool but Like, how much are you paying the labor again?
0: (laughs) Well, we give a pair of shoes to (laughs) to a poor person every time you buy one. What what more do you want? (laughs) My poor niece. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you know, if you don't like your job at the sugar plantation, why don't you just quit, man? Yeah, exactly. And go work at the other sugar plantation. Yeah. You know, back in my day... If you didn't like working at the sugar plantation, you just quit that job and then you go to another one and you'd walk right up to the boss and ask for a job. Yep. And he'd give you one. he will just give you That's one. That's all you got to do, man. It's pretty great. So. Yeah. If
1: you don't like that iron collar welded around your neck, why don't you just take it off? Yeah. If you don't like your collar, just get a different just one, get man. get a different one. <laughs> with the money you earn by being such a hard worker. Yeah. Um... Anyway, I got to get back to my 30 years war in which half the continent is fucking obliterated by bullshit. Yeah. So Uh, can you you contextualize
0: the 30 years war in like one or two sentences?
1: Oh God. Uh, That
0: that was like one of the first global conflicts, right? Or is that the seven years war?
1: Yeah. So yeah. So the 30 years war, um, I pulled up the Wikipedia for it because like it's part of the whole um, wars of religion, European wars of religion thing. And... They're
0: always all about that
1: religion shit. Dude, oh my God. So They love it. The piece of Westphalia, as we've kind of touched on
0: before, which is like how we... I don't want just a piece of Westphalia. I want the whole thing, buddy. I want the whole ass Westphalia. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> so the piece of
1: Westphalia, as we've sort of touched on, um, is what uh, academics, at least, um, like Western academics in political science and stuff have generally reached consensus on, uh, regardless of their own inclinations in politics is the start of what we consider like the modern nation state and the idea of sovereignty as such, right? Like fixed
0: borders and shit. Well, I noticed they never asked for my opinion on that. So
1: yeah, they're still
0: catching up to you. Are they saying that I'm not a scholar? I didn't say that. Well, I know you're not saying that, but are they saying that? I think they are. They, they did not say it very uh very gatekeepy if you ask me <laughs> who academics
1: <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah so basically it was a bunch of oh my god i mean it's like the 30 years war in particular all of those uh i mean all, all those, those funny Protestant sounding Catholic countries shit. that chapo likes to reference <laughs> right, right uh
0: that's who is involved in the 30 years war yeah
1: those shithole countries namely europe bavaria yeah. Yeah. and <laughs> yeah. Shit-hole yeah, th- bavaria. those kind of places
0: <laughs> um so all the countries where like chocolate boys come from <laughs> that's where uh <laughs> oh that's who was involved in the 30 years war <laughs> vanilla
1: boys (laughs) yeah
0: anyone who was a character in willy wonka and the chocolate factory (laughs) yes uh their homeland is uh they were involved in the 30 years war pretty much yeah
1: (laughs) so basically uh the holy roman empire and the habsburgs um were involved and it was like a huge protestant catholic thing because of course everything was at that point um and
0: uh, now the holy roman empire were they were they into god not it, sort of okay you know so they like weren't them. in rome so <laughs> yeah
1: it was were they uh, trying
0: to contrast themselves with the unholy roman empire <laughs> yeah, right <laughs> all that rome that came before us there's got to be a metal band named that right unholy roman empire i'm gonna look that up right now <laughs> <laughs> probably so yeah the 30 years war
1: um wikipedia stutes in terms of proportional german casualties and destruction german in a, in a sort of general ethnic ter- uh, sense uh, it was surpassed only by the period January to May, 1945. So basically the 30 years war was extremely destructive. Um, there was a lot of casualties from, Oh, it resulted in 8 million fatalities, not only military engagements, but also from violence, famine, and plague, which,
0: you know, they all go together. So, okay. So surprisingly, there's not a band called unholy Roman empire.
1: Well, I guess it's up to us. Surprising to me. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, so I mean I can't use that name because I've already chosen my band name for any band that I start, which is I can't die. I can't die. Yeah, I think it's catchy. It's, and it's fun. A, it's
1: not a bad one. Yeah. I, mean, I would I would have to hear the music, you know, to decide if I liked what it was. <laughs> That's called. That's not
0: important. The name is what's important. Everyone knows that. Oh, okay. All right. I mean, <laughs> we can differ on that.
1: But um, yeah. So so uh, anyway, um, this involved the the Dutch Republic and. Um, all the others.
0: So it's kind of like a big in, religious conflict that a was also proxy for a colonial conflict.
1: Y- yes. Well, I mean, was, I would say that like the colonial conflict was involved in the 30 years war mm-hmm. as a result of those competitions, mm-hmm. because those were the, you know, those were, those were the extensions of their power. Those are yeah. like power building projects basically. Uh-huh. Um, so the 30 years war was fought, uh, you know, like the, the class sort of, image of the 30 years war is it's like it's all in central europe between these different powers and stuff mm-hmm. um and it's a ton of different people here if you look at it um tons so of flags just-, just like a marxist leninist account oh yeah yeah <laughs> uh yeah but um it resulted in the quote unquote peace of westphalia or at least ended with that and the rise of the Dutch and the rise of um, Bourbon France and all this. Scotland. Yes, yeah, Scotland, <laughs> right? Like, why are they doing?
0: Transylvania, damn. Yeah, back when they were a thing. Yeah, apparently. Now, they obviously won, right? Because they had all the vampires. Yes, yes, the vampire army. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, suffered uh, crushing losses, but overall, <laughs> just really, uh, you know, forced to be reckoned with.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was basically a Protestant Catholic conflict. Um, anyway, so what, what was this tying into again? Cause, cause you wanted me to, I just wanted to give a small, yeah. you asked me for two sentences and I gave a very short like overview of the 30 years sentences. war. <laughs> yeah. A very, very short
0: one. Uh, so there also the seven years war, which is like, mm-hmm. I think a lot of historians call it the first, not like, even r- one truly, quarter, the size of the 30 years War. truly global conflict. Yeah, that's true. The big it one. was much, yeah, yeah much the seven smaller years scale war war. being the one that essentially,
1: um, um, Set the stage for the American Revolution. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And so in that one, there really was like some major changes of uh-huh. colonial holdings. So uh, uh-huh. uh, the British gave up control of Guadeloupe and Martinique to mm. the French, which were like the, the big sugar plantations um, in exchange for holdings in Canada. So they really fucked up on that one. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Could have done a little bit. Gave up all the whole sugar trade for fucking poutine and hockey. <laughs> Idiots. Uh, <laughs> so, it, yeah. Transferred a significant part of the sugar tree to the French. Uh, so, <laughs> after this, as... Um uh, Chris was hinting at, was yes, the War of Anglo-Saxon yes. Colonist Aggression uh-huh, against yep. the British Empire. Was uh, so,
1: secessionist bastards. Yeah, so when
0: the evil doers in the American colonies rebelled against the British for not being nationalist enough and not doing enough genocide, <laughs> uh, which is actually <laughs> kind the reason. Kind of part of it, yeah. Um, the sugar trade may have played a part in the loss by the British. Um, so in the American colonies... Uh, the white colonists and plantation owners had a relatively similar population to the black slaves mm-hmm. but in the Caribbean uh, the slaves greatly outnumbered the white plantation owners so uh, there was like a much higher need to protect the colonies with soldiers so mm-hmm. like the British would not send their full uh, military force to the Americas to quell the revolution because that could mean uh, losing control of their plantations in the Caribbean gotcha. Um So that had a major effect. And then, of course, um, there was the Haitian Revolution. So the Haitian Revolution basically was the slave uprising that they were fearing the whole time. Um, There's a a cool precursor to it. Uh, There was a guy named Francois Macandall, uh, who was a former slave who supposedly lost his arm in a sugarcane press. Jesus Christ. Um, And he built up a network of slaves... uh, that were allied with him and supplied them with poison, which he was uh, an expert at mixing nice. or making um, to add to the food and water supplies of the slave owners. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he also led raids on plantations to burn property and kill plantation owners. Mm-hmm. Um, but after six years of doing this, uh, the French managed to torture enough slaves uh, to get one, to give up uh Macandale's location or like, you know, who was the person and, Oh, uh, yeah. how to find him and stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so he was uh, burned at, at the stake in the center of Port-au-Prince. Ah, shit, man. So. Yeah. I hate fucking hearing about shit like that. Only the good die. Yep. Pretty much. Let's be bad instead. <laughs> <laughs> um, So the revolution I kind of have to skip over because I don't, I don't know much about it, and it's a huge topic that... Basically, it went from 1791 to 1804 was supposedly inspired by the American revolution. I mean, I guess like maybe it was one of those things where they're like, Oh yeah, I guess it is possible to defeat the yeah. colonizers. Yeah, if if you want to learn for about... for extremely different reasons, <laughs> literally could not be further apart. <laughs> right. Why the two parties revolted? <laughs>
1: yeah. um, if you want to learn about the Haitian Revolution, go to Mike Duncan's podcast, Revolutions, and and okay. just go find the Haitian episodes. Okay. Um, be sure to also listen to all of the other ones. I'll continue to just plug that podcast forever because it's really good. Um, if you just want to do the Haitian Revolution, that's great. But if you listen to the english american and french revolutions which happened before then and which he covers before those episodes those will also help you to understand the context to some extent yeah um especially the ironies of the haitians being so badass as to revolt given fucking everything that was against them And the Americans and French being the way they were because the Americans were like, yeah, we're bourgeois, blah. They were
0: sloppy drunk on rum all day. Yeah, and then the the (laughs)
1: French were like, we have national pride and uh, egalité. And and then they're like, but we also like slaves and we will not let them be free. And then the Haitians were like, wait, what the fuck?
0: Yeah. (laughs) So it was a whole thing. Yeah, liberté, egalité, fraternité. Also, uh, we're not giving up (laughs) Haiti. Right. No matter fucking what. Mm, Interesting French
1: thing to do. (laughs)
0: um yeah so i think that translates by the way to uh liberty Mm -hmm. uh egality and and fraternity yeah so they were saying like everyone should be free um and eagle like i think and then everyone should join a frat yeah so yeah so basically america yeah really into greek culture yeah there yeah Um, definitely good stuff good stuff um so uh after the haitian revolution of course uh the europeans basically panicked and (laughs) said uh maybe we should abolish slavery so we aren't all killed yeah basically (laughs) (laughs) which uh yeah good decision very good decision uh but after that they just figured out different ways to have slaves Mm. um so uh after they abolished chattel slavery uh, they switched to a system of indentured servitude uh, for about 82 years, from right. 1835 to 1917, and they made heavy use of uh, Indians, uh, as in people from India, mm-hmm. um, from the eastern part of India in countries like uh, Guyana, Martinique, Guadeloupe, and Trinidad. Yeah, um, And the indentured Indians were kept in completely separate cities from the black ex-slaves in order to prevent the possibility of class solidarity and uprisings. Against the plantation owners. Mm -hmm. Um I actually I was watching a like a TV show from uh I think it was a Trinidad TV channel. Oh, it had like a a panel of Indian academics that were all talking about Hmm. the history of Indian servitude in in the uh, Caribbean. It was Uh pretty cool. Um it's funny, like two of them were from New York. (laughs) (laughs) So um uh okay. So Let's now do... Now that we've covered... Yeah, so that's the, that's that the extent of the history part that we'll talk about. Colonial history. Okay, we have a very brief political ecology thing. We can just go through that real yeah, quick. Yeah, sure. Um... Do you want to... They did bad things. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, I'll just
1: go through it real quick, yeah. The European colonizers deforested islands in the Caribbean to plant sugarcane, much like they do in the Global South today with a variety of other industries. Yeah. They needed a continuous supply of timber for sugar refinement. Our first guess was that that they needed the timber to build the sugarcane presses used to crush the juice out. And I think it was actually maybe that, but also I read up on the process itself. Yeah. And apparently the, I was trying to
0: read up on it. I couldn't find anything. So your search skills must be a little better. (laughs) I got lucky. You know,
1: the wood that, um, they were looking for Like wood is needed in the process, the traditional process. Um, of refining sugar because they needed to make charcoal with it and that was then used to take other elements out of the sugar like um colorations various minerals they didn't want in the sugar so they're making brita filters basically yeah yeah um and this is the part of the process that turns unprocessed cane to raw sugar to brown sugar and then finally to white sugar um and again i can tell you from evidence like my my own experience that unprocessed cane and raw sugar and brown sugar and white sugar are all equally fucking delicious. Yeah. So it's kind of funny that they insisted. And I think it's just like kind of like processing drugs you're like they want the like the really strong clear shit yeah you know um so that they can ship it effectively for higher profits or something Uh um and maybe also somewhat aesthetic purposes like oh if that's on the table you want it to glisten like a diamond yeah you know but it basically required a bunch of charcoal which they had to make They were really into
0: whiteness back then too i think yeah that's kind of a big deal for them big deal yeah yeah it's can't imagine probably why. A big thing with christianity too yeah yeah a lot of whiteness and yeah. gold and you yeah, know jesus was white cleaning, as we all know right, right the white um, Jew,
1: right of of your, yeah <laughs> and um i also looked up uh as i was looking up sugar refining processes apparently before they started using charcoal um they made use of bone char um which is i guess a uh, kind of you know sounds brutal bone charcoal or something yeah right? <laughs> it's just bone char <laughs> and uh after a while it fell out of use possibly because a high volume of bone char was required to produce the outcome they were looking for and they found that they could use wood charcoal more effectively or maybe just in higher volumes um so it was like an they probably interesting... went
0: through all the dead bodies that they piled up yeah, right they're like oh, uh, there's, 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 there's only so many peasants and slaves that we yeah. can process So it's just too expensive to ship English peasants here to use their bones to filter (laughs) sugar out. So I guess we'll use wood. Yeah,
1: basically. So because of the demand for wood in order to make all this uh, white sugar, um, there was uh, a scramble by the middle of the 1600s by all these European colonizers to claim all the like uh, timber resources in the areas where they were colonizing and processing sugar and by the time they got around to it all these plagues that they brought you know pig pen people um had wiped out all the indigenous folks which is you know a famous fact in and in, in the tragic history of uh european colonization of the americas and the caribbean and, and all that and the estimates on the losses range from 8.4 million to uh possibly even 113 million indigenous people lost which is i mean fucking a third of the u.s population
0: yeah 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 as it stands today yeah yeah so so yeah imagine if a third of the country died and then whoever did it was like hey man get over it yeah right god damn look at all this sugar we're making hey we've been at war for the last 18 years because (laughs) three thousand people died right was it even that many 3, I think it was th- around in, th- 9-11 oh 9-11 yeah yeah it was like 3 or 4,000 yeah. yeah get the fuck over it seriously we've destroyed so
1: many lives God. because of something that was uh, obviously Ew, the tragic <laughs>
0: <laughs> who cares right. shut the fuck up it's, it's it happened <laughs> um, yeah so speaking of charcoal and Brita filters mm-hmm. little uh, a little deal hack thing life hack thing okay uh, if you burn want your to body filter your water if, okay Go to a pet store and buy activated charcoal for aquarium uh, filters. And it's the same shit, but much cheaper. Holy shit. And then you can use that to filter your water. Oh, my God. Yeah.
1: And you wake up one day and you've got gills.
0: <laughs> I mean, that's a positive side, side effect, effect, I think. Okay. It sounds pretty well, awesome to now me. I'm extremely competent, actually. Um, so we'll do the... We'll go totally non-linear here and do the sugar industry and then the sugar business. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because as we all know, business and industry are separate. They're not the same thing at all. Uh, One is the process of doing things and the other is the process of controlling doing things. Mm -hmm. So so initially raw sugar was the only product. um, But later on... Uh, molasses and rum became highly important products as well mm-hmm. so molasses is a byproduct of sugar refinement there was a Yeet. rum is of course a highly alcoholic drink <laughs>
1: made from that one fell right off cane the cliff. Sugar. i tried
0: so hard to think like what the fuck was i trying to what was i going to say there, there?
1: a and then nothing yeah i can't
0: think of what i possibly could have been thinking of <laughs> But molasses—I mean, yeah. molasses is boring. It's yeah. like, okay, yeah. yeah, it's good for you. You can use it to feed yeah, your plants. It's delicious. Who cares? Yeah. Whatever. It looks weird. It's all thick and dark. Uh, what is there to say about it? What is there there say? It—it it comes out when you make when you make uh, candy sugar. Mm-hmm. Um, but rum is much more interesting. So rum is a highly alcoholic drink made from distilled cane sugar. Um, or molasses. So, mm-hmm, uh, I think mm-hmm. most molasses was being used to make rum. Um, not so much for anything else. Cause what the fuck do you do with molasses? I don't even know.
1: You can do all sorts of things, bake, oh. uh, sweeten your
0: tea and coffee. That sounds gross. You can, um, pave roads with it. I guess I'm thinking of blackstrap molasses with all these applications and I would not put that in my tea. It seems very <laughs> excessive. <laughs> Maybe in Pu'erh tea because it's already really dark. Right. So it's like you know, you, I can create the darkest in the flavor, substance in, yeah, the, right, right. in the drinking world yeah. with Pu'erh tea and blackstrap yeah. molasses. But. I'm going to try that, actually. I'm going to try that. <laughs> I'll let you guys know how it is. <laughs> For all of you that care what to put in your in your Pu'erh tea that you drink all the time, you know, it's like a normal <laughs> thing that I do. <laughs> yeah. Everyone else does it, too. So though this form of rum is a product of the colonial era much like sugar uh people from the east have had uh something like it for Malaise. hundreds of years yeah malays yeah
1: yeah you said people from the east yeah well you right over the word originally like, i thought it was like, like, you've like never read it before the same
0: people <laughs> okay that got that uh originated sugar yeah. indians yeah. so i i had written that like the same people created rum Mm-hmm. but if it's actually malays so yeah well the, um
1: so sugarcane comes from the malay
0: region oh okay i thought yeah. it originated the in indians india indians were the
1: ones who figured out how to process it oh okay that's the gotcha. difference sorry okay. not to be i'm sorry i just like pushed up my glasses and glared fucking at you and yeah, shut yeah, right. up
0: <laughs> <laughs> fucking book reader ah, excuse
1: me this is where i'm from because of colonialism <laughs> shit fuck <laughs> <laughs>
0: Actually, that's an ad hominem. Um, <laughs> You're uh So, yeah. Uh, Malays have had something like what we call rum for hundreds of years prior to when the Europeans made it. And it was called Brum. B-R-U-M. Mm-hmm. So, if you look up the the term rum and where it came from, supposedly it comes from the slang term... Ugh, I, I'm, I hate reading this. Rumbustion. Which is... <laughs> honestly probably the dorkiest slang word i've ever heard in my life yeah. was, i hate it so probably much It's
1: like the fifteen fucking hundreds you know yeah.
0: when everybody sounded very different when they weren't even cool enough to like uh be in white gangs and like sing songs to each other snapping <laughs> their fingers down the street <laughs> they weren't even that cool rumbustion. <laughs> they said rumbustion uh so that was a slang uh, oh also uh there's like several alternatives so rumbustion means like like commotion basically And so supposedly that was like, oh, yeah, still makes a lot of noise. It makes a commotion. So it makes a rumbustion. Rumbustion. Rum. See, that's where it comes from. Uh, Or the slang term for a ship's hold, which is the rummage. Uh Or a shortened version of the Latin word saccarum, which means sugar. Right. Right. Um, But there is a nearly identical drink to rum called Brum yeah so seems pretty obvious why would i why would any of those be the thing yeah no
1: <laughs> yeah there's actually a lot of um words that um <laughs> I've, I've heard a lot of people you know like people are always like oh that's a loan word from latin oh that's a loan word from french oh that's yeah. a loan word from blah, blah blah but then there's like a bunch of asian loan words that aren't like obviously japanese or chinese or something and people are like yeah, nobody knows where that comes from, and I'm like, it comes from Southeast fucking Asia. Yeah, you say
0: it to a conservative horse historian, they're like, No, no, no it does what? No. Yeah. Like Brown to... people can't make language. Right, what are you right, talking right. about?
1: Uh, we came up with it.
0: White people invented every word, every word in history. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um the,
1: the 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 phrase to run amok, um, you know, to kind of like yeah. go go nuts, um comes from the uh the Malay term Mangamok and i'm gonna look it up for the precise term
0: uh as soon as you said run amok i was like amok sounds kind of like a viet word or something <laughs> and, <laughs> like and amok.
1: It, yeah exactly uh anyway Mangamuk or or amok uh yeah anyway it means basically the same thing but to kind of like go a little bit berserk yeah. You it needs to go into a just building like, with a bunch
0: of drug dealers in it and kill everyone kind of actually it's <laughs> And like, find out that the Lieutenant that organized the whole thing was actually <laughs> on the side of the drug dealers and is just <laughs> intending to get you killed. That's basically what that phrase means. It's basically. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> when it's like, I think it has, a, it has the sense of like, you're in like a public place, like a market square or something uh-huh. and it's like hustle and bustle and you just kind of go a little bit crazy from it. Okay. You know, and you're like running around just like shouting and and going a little nuts on yeah. people. And so, there's a there's a ton of other words um there's there's a ton of just borrowings across languages too so it's and people just have no idea when people talk about like their fucking cultural purity and you're like <laughs> i don't care where
0: you're from you've borrowed something from somebody yeah you know and you don't even realize it yeah so. um okay so originally uh, rum was distilled in the caribbean but by the 18th century the triangle trade developed oh yeah another um, thing you should
1: not look up if you're in a bad mood
0: yeah So, uh, I think most people have learned it, but I'll just go over it really briefly. So, Mm -hmm. slaves were brought from Africa to the Caribbean to work on sugar plantations. Sugar grown in the Caribbean or molasses produced from the sugar would be shipped to New England to be turned into rum. Mm -hmm. Rum would then be taken from New England to Europe and Africa to be sold. Although, I read more into it, and apparently, um, rum 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 that was made in New England was kind of like the old granddad of. Of liquor right. back then.
1: You're like, oh, okay. So it was like,
0: yeah, yeah, all right, it's fine. Right. It's not as good as Caribbean rum. So Caribbean rum, I think it was more, uh, I think it was probably like, like white rum. Right, right, right. And then uh, the <clears throat> New England rum was more like the char barrel rum. <laughs> right. Um, it was swill for the colonists. Yeah. yeah. Who, uh, where's the stat? Um, yeah. So one historian estimates that during the 1770s in the, in the colonies, as in, the 13 colonies the average adult male may have consumed as much as three pints of rum weekly <laughs> so that was mostly the, what the new england rum was going to it's
1: basically <laughs> roughly half a pint per day yeah oh my god
0: yeah i think it worked out to like four gallons a year something mm-hmm, like that mm-hmm, jesus yeah and that was on top of like uh like oh, let me just open this for <laughs> Oh, no, it's not going to be in this link because it, it was, like, buried in there. But it, yeah, it was on yeah. top of, like, hundreds of gallons of beer and wine. I was wine gonna say, all the beer and shit that And you cider. Too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, it's, like, like, that's all they fucking ever did. Colonists were literally drunk constantly. constantly. That's why drunk. Temperance was created. Yeah. Because uh, I read a quote from them. It was, like, uh, they they basically did this, like, clever wordplay thing where they, yeah. like, described, like, the the white person's idea of, like, a savage. Oh, no. And then they were, like... Oh, the, actually, this is uh, alcoholics, and there's three hundred seventy-five thousand of them in the in the oh, colonies. My, oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! I don't even know where to go with that one. Yeah. <laughs> uh. So. Oh shit. Oh yeah, five gallons a year. There yeah, we go. Five gallons a year. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. So. So. Um, and then where's Kurt? Yeah. So the triangle trade was a classic example of uh, slavery being used in business, even though it was legally. Uh, not allowed in the state the business was part of. Right. Um So, New England didn't allow slave ownership, but its wealth was 100% mm-hmm. built on slavery. It could not possibly have done it, any of it, so without slaves.
1: almost exactly the way our economy works now. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, well, we don't own slaves and there's no slavery here and you're like, ah, but if you peek under the covers... Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. If you look in... Pretty much any country any that country, you fuck. don't think about ever on a daily basis, uh-huh. they have slavery there. Uh-huh. It's like, whoa, uh, that's whoa, their problem. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> well, yeah. uh, sure. No, but you okay. made that problem. Um, yeah. So, rum was extremely popular, blah, blah, mm. blah. Yeah. So, uh, by 1770, the colonies had more than 140 rum distilleries, making about 4.8 million gallons of rum annually. And that was on top of the 3.78 million gallons uh, imported each year. Jeez um somehow it's never enough (laughs) yeah and so in the uh the war of anglo-saxon colonist aggression Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. like in the aftermath they wanted to create a national identity for the what would become the united states um so they stopped drinking rum um and they actually uh had uh they had trouble around that period uh making it because there were all kinds of wars going on and so Mm -hmm. the supply of uh, molasses and, mm-hmm. and rum from the Caribbean would mm-hmm. be interrupted. Um, so they figured out they can make uh, whiskey out of corn. And so that became uh, an important uh, and popular drink. Uh, one of the largest distillers Very in the early important. US. Yeah. <laughs> one of the early, uh, largest distillers in the early US was George Washington, who owned Mount Vernon, uh-huh. uh, which is right nearby here, uh, which had a distillery that produced 11,000 gallons of whiskey at the time of his death. And I think that's like per batch, not just like per year.
1: Yeah. I I'd be curious to see.
0: Yeah, I mean yeah. it scaled I mean, up. He's it started with like uh, like a couple dozen gallons, yeah. and then it was like yeah three hundred, right. and then six hundred, and then eleven thousand. Yeah. Like oh geez, and people were like, you know, it's it's it's
1: so strange that a good man like George Washington didn't free his slaves till he was on his deathbed. Yeah, went, that's weird. Hmm. Well, you know, corn whiskey. Yeah, could have something to do with it. Maybe. I don't know. But what's interesting is the, um, the fact that he was a whiskey producer and uh, the Whiskey Rebellion happened like right after the revolution almost.
0: Yeah, so you're like the, making allusion to that and I'm like, oh yeah, I know what, the, what you're talking about. <laughs>
1: <laughs> another, another Wikipedia save so I don't fuck it up. The Whiskey Rebellion, also known as the Whiskey Insurrection, hell yeah, was a tax protest in the United States beginning in 1791 and ending in 1794 during the presidency of George Washington. Haha. <laughs> yep. The so-called whiskey tax was the first tasks, t- tasks, tax imposed on a domestic product by the newly formed federal government. So basically, the Whiskey Rebellion embodied everything that most of the you know, the ninety nine percent, if you will, had been had thought they were fighting against Mm -hmm. and then as soon as the feds became the feds, they're like, Hey, so we're gonna tax that shit you like so much and they're like, Wait, what the fuck? Yeah. And so there was an actual rebellion and then Washington and his like generals or whatever were just like, Well, we're just gonna put our dicks down your throat now, so fuck (laughs) you. Like and then the feds continue to be the feds and the tax, I believe, continued to do the tax. So well, you yeah, know, there's the that, tax I,
0: wasn't repealed until the Jefferson administration. Well, there's that. But I, I think that, uh, you know, George Washington was actually a good president because he, he didn't want to do it. Right. And that's what's really important. Right,
1: right, right. He had qualms.
0: Yeah. 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 Um, plus, he was, a, he was a good general. Right. And yeah. Yeah. again, that's what we want in a yeah. uh, president. A
1: guy who doesn't really win battles and stuff, <laughs> but he's really dignified when you look at him as long as he doesn't open his
0: mouth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah yeah i like the guy who sends uh younger people off to die to be in charge of yes, my life yes. Uh, as long as he life owns lots of
1: stuff and has a nice forehead mm-hmm. and uh, a deep voice he did have a quality forehead mm-hmm. he had a deep voice apparently oh yeah that, that was one okay. of the things that people liked about him as i recall was that he's just like oh of very grave and you know and the, like, first reagan. the first reagan <laughs> was talking
0: through his teeth exactly right, exactly <laughs> fucking president cowboy number one Still doesn't have anything on Lula's voice, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. I still <laughs> got to
1: get into that. Get some fucking, you know, sample it for a, a set or something. Um, but, yeah, whiskey tax because it was so fucking popular. But this is far afield from the sugar industry.
0: Um, so the last thing about rum is that uh, plantation owners in the Caribbean's wanted to keep uh, Navy warships nearby to protect their landholdings. Uh, mostly from other European powers. So uh, they sold all the sailors really cheap rum. Uh, and that's why there's the drunken sailor stereotype because yes. they were yes. just constantly getting wasted at, at Falling port.
1: overboard and yeah. hanging out with the sharks.
0: Yeah. Yep. It's too bad they didn't sell them enough to just like give them all alcohol poisoning and kill off the uh, European uh, incursion forever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that would have been awesome. If only fully mass death
1: had gone both ways yeah
0: yeah um yeah or neither you know neither would be good too i think if i had a time machine um what i would do is go back uh to uh 1491 Mm -hmm. and then uh or maybe you know like 1482 and then inoculate all the indigenous people with uh, a very deadly disease Mm -hmm. to europeans Mm -hmm. and then um, then the Europeans would die first. Yes, yes, exactly. And then everything and will teach be different.
1: Them how to teach them how to build, like, um, pit traps. Yeah. Then just put them out on the beaches. <laughs> just give, the, just go to a gun show and get a bunch of AR-15s and then take them back <laughs> just then. <give> them <laughs> be like, look, I can't bring you, like, unlimited ammo, but
0: this is good for, like, 17 or 18 they're gonna have and- these. They're going to have these things called guns, and they're going to be really <clears> dipshitty because once they fire them one time, they got to, like, spend three minutes reloading. Yeah, This thing, you just... Point And pull the trigger <laughs> up to thirty times, <laughs> I'm just, and then you just, I'm just swap out a little box i 'm just imagining this fucking
1: fantastic like <laughs> just just like animation in my head in slow motion of a bunch of like beautiful naked tynos. With AR-15s literally just, like, sawing ships in half with their gunfire. <laughs> that would fucking rule, man. Right, just, like, blowing up the magazines and just... Got get a couple uh, m 250 cows. Right, right, right. <laughs> they got, like, one set up on each side exactly of the island. And it's right.
2: just
0: like... <laughs> uh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> and then
1: they would actually be smoking after the fight because tobacco
0: comes from the Americas. Yeah, yeah. You know. and, if, and I would bring them some jewels, of course. Yeah, be like, here you go. This won't fuck you up so bad. These mm-hmm. are called jewels... Uh, what you're gonna be doing while you're shooting guns that's called gaming exactly right. <laughs> so what you're gonna wanna gonna wanna do is uh, you know you, what... <laughs> you just put the jewel in your mouth and you just puff on it while you're shooting guys <laughs> we call that murking people <laughs> exactly <laughs> <laughs> So as soon as you see those white guys with the weird clothes on who smell really bad, just murk all of them. Right. Trust me. And then, trust and then, me. I know I'm. I know I look just like them. Trust me. Which is,
1: and then and then you know 2019 in a parallel universe in which you actually do that, um, is the you know the age of the uh, the Tino American Empire, and everybody's like, oh, it's strangely similar, but they conquered Europe instead. You know. <laughs> it's like a two-pronged attack from the Taino and the Muslims <laughs> yeah, right, right. We just meet in the middle and shake
0: hands maybe in Berlin or something yeah God could you imagine we would just all be like doing math yeah and like I don't know writing stuff in the alphabet and shit that would be dope yeah as fuck <laughs> yeah like things would be kind of nice but we wouldn't have Krispy Kreme so I don't know I think maybe <laughs> maybe we shouldn't do that I mean wouldn't we
1: i feel i feel like it could have still developed you know like these <laughs> these like principled you know uh, uh muslim invaders just being like well okay you know we're gonna make sure that there's like a pretty set social structure here and <laughs> and everybody's cool as long as they pay their taxes which of course i mean as anarchists we still don't really like but like whatever um and you know all you dirt people can learn to read and write and do yeah. math and stuff you and can have no. whatever
0: religion you want well, we you know, that christianity you, right. the singularity any yeah. of that stuff
1: we, we noticed that you process your uh, your flower um baked goods a little bit differently, you know, well, what if we learned that and then um used that sugar that this Taino Empire has been has been trying to trade with us and, and glaze it with that. You know? and, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sounds pretty good. And they call it like Al Krim or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd yeah, be great. That'd be cool.
0: Um okay so uh back to the industry part. Um so for the production methods uh, regarding sugar, I think you put this part, didn't you? Um, yeah. So this is how sugar itself is
1: created from the sugar cane. This is from the same article made by uh, what was his name? Like uh, uh something Ube or Bosma. something. Yeah, the the Dutch person. Um, sugar cane needs to be molded. Nah, Jesus Christ, fucked it up <laughs> already. Sugar cane needs to be milled within forty eight hours of being cut. Otherwise, it will lose most of its sucrose content. So basically, it's kind of like when you cut a sandwich in half and all the flavor comes out. Is that a thing? (laughs) It's it's from like a Peanuts comic. Okay. (laughs) We're making a lot of Charlie Brown references. I'm so sorry. uh, But am I sorry? The fact that cultivation and processing need to take place in the immediate vicinity of one another allows for only two business models. The first one, or I should, I think they meant industrial models. So, the first one is the peasants have their own small plot of land, a collectively owned mill, and a set of boiling pans, enabling them to produce raw sugar on the spot. In theory, they can then decide to whom they sell their product. Oh, very proper English there. Hmm. Either to refineries in nearby towns, which was and still is to a certain extent the case in India, or for their own consumption, or as a currency in the reciprocal village economy. This is some. It's not really shit. a currency, but yeah. okay. <laughs> <laughs> the second model is the plantation, which unites the agricultural and manufacturing parts of the process under a single. And they use the word leadership. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> control, though not necessarily legal ownership over land and labor, is a prerequisite for large-scale processing of cane.
0: I feel like there's a lot implied in what we just said. <laughs> Could have fooled me about uh, ownership of labor not being a prerequisite. prerequisite. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> but um, I think control. You know, I think they're
0: implying that like you can maybe that's control just my without amateur reading of yeah. history.
1: Maybe like I think maybe the author is kind of admitting that like
0: violence is really all that's necessary. But like, yeah. Why do we need to spell that out? Yeah, I've been wondering the whole time. Like, man, how can you read? any of anything about this period yeah which as a reminder is 500 years the last 500 years yeah, it's of history pretty, pretty fucking um how up. can you read any of this shit and then like come out as a conservative historian Ugh, it's incredible dude. uh but Ugh. now i think i see a little bit how yeah. that's possible you yeah. just uh the wording cloth everything in yep. euphemism yep
1: yep um so that's cool. Oh yeah, it's like it's like uh, one of my one of my libertarian friends. Um, you know, he he always uses he's like I'm not a Republican, but then he uses all the Republican fucking rhetoric, <laughs> like you know, well, you know, blah 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 responsibility, and like everything gets into this kind of pious tone, and yeah. you're like, dude. You can be as responsible as you like, but if the game is rigged, the game is rigged. Yeah. You know, like you can make all the right fucking moves, which a lot of us try to, yeah. right? And you're still gonna get fucked, right? So, you know, and if you're a slave or something or a war, if captain, you land on, if you land
0: on boardwalk, yeah, right. you know, you shouldn't have
1: bought uh, yeah. donuts. Yeah, it's yesterday. Like, uh, right, right, exactly. <laughs> um, those 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 captured West Africans should have been more responsible. Like, yeah. They're, yeah, uh, like you definitely added this part too. Oh yeah. Um, so basically, after a certain point, you know, you've got this mill where they've they've got the dry sugar granules, and they kind of mill it into like finer and finer sugar. And fun fact, as I found out, any highly dust-filled environment, such as coal mines or mills, is prone to spontaneous explosions. So I always thought it was just like, oh, you know, coal or like sawdust, sawdust does yeah. that. But it turns out anything that's extremely dusty and so sugar is actually no exception and there have been sugar mill explosions like spontaneous sugar explosions which is that's, alarming yeah actually it's like it sounds fun but you're like actually people could fucking get their arms blown off or something and like, yeah and also
0: it's probably mostly the slaves that were getting blown yeah, up so Yeah, so that's no good
1: but uh, a reliable source, um, the spouse of our friend Soy Boy, says that while these dust explosions do occasionally happen, it's not really that common. So for any pyros in our audience, keep your pants on. A career in the sugar industry won't
0: be ex- as exciting as you were just imagining. <laughs> okay. Um, so I think we should take a small break before we get to the reasonable business. Okay. Okay. And we're back. We're back to talk about everyone's favorite topic, business.
1: Business. Everyone loves business. History of business. Yeah. Business of history.
0: <laughs> which one is it? Which one, which one are we really talking about? Mm-hmm. The history of business or the business of history? Well. Question for the ages, the, I think. The hard business of conquering people who never asked for it. Hard business. Huh? Get a little too horny in here for me, I well, think. We're- I'm going to have to bow out of this discussion twenty four seven. Okay, so how did the actual business of sugar work? Uh, well, I got a couple of things to talk about with this. It's it's pretty hard to find information on this because everything was a bunch of plantations. It, mm-hmm. Like unlike the um, the Indonesian region where it was all dominated by like three companies right. that had legal monopolies. Right. Uh, This was literally just like warlords, random, yeah. uh, You know who owned everything in sight. Yeah, Uh, that was that was the business model. So there's not a whole lot of like uh, economics literature, actually. Yeah. (laughs) Um, yeah. So if 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 Asia was the corporation, the Caribbean was the small business tyrant. Yep. The ultimate yep. small business tyrant that yep. owned their employees. God damn. Um, but I do have some stuff about sugar prices. Uh, so this, mm-hmm. this is sort of interesting, I think. Um, so I found this source that has like historical food prices in New England. It has like a ton over nice. like a ton of years. Um, I'll probably like go back to the source at some point and like look at some more stuff. But I focused just on the sugar part here. Mm-hmm. Um, so it has sugar prices over time. So like today we think of sugar as very cheap. Uh, uh, I looked up a pound of Domino sugar from Walmart, uh, which is currently at $1.48 in 17. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. It's very cheap.
1: It's like, I'm I'm trying to think 18 eggs, you know, the the pack of like a dozen and a half. Yeah. Right. Like that's like good nutrition. And it's actually like the, some of the cheapest protein you can get. Right. Basically, uh, proportionally speaking to the rest of the, you know, so 18 eggs was on sale at Safeway a couple weeks ago for 148 actually, and that's like nowhere near what a pound of Domino sugar gets you in calories. Yeah, but it is also far healthier. Right. Um. And um. It's it does not presumably involve slave labor unless you're like an animal rights person who thinks yeah. That hens if you, are if slaves. you think
0: about it though, it's really as bad as the Holocaust. And, oh yeah, that's and, true. Uh, the transatlantic slave trade combined. Right. Um. Yeah. And if you eat eggs, uh, you're a uh, horrible, uh, irredeemable piece of shit. Right. Uh, and you're right. Fuck you forever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Well, I've been sufficiently chastised. Yeah. Um, anyway. Yep. Yeah. Um, there's literally no excuse not to be a vegan. Ever. Not ever. Oh, oh. Oh, you say eggs are cheap. Uh, have you ever heard of rice and beans? Oh, yeah. Mister? Rice and
1: beans. Right. Did you know? that um there's actually a stunning number of of east asians who have diabetes though they are not obese because they eat so much rice and rice is starchy yeah yeah that it gives them
0: diabetes well i could have gone without that fact because yeah. i eat a ton of rice yeah well, i mean i love rice i fucking love it and i have a fucking insulin problem yeah. so hey been eating it every day this week <laughs> uh, i made a, i made i thought it was half a gallon but i think it's more like three quarters of a gallon mm-hmm. of penang curry Oh yeah, right—the one I joked about. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, been eating a lot of that. Yeah. Not a
1: lot of Penang curry jokes floating out there, <laughs> but I got one <laughs> yeah, anyway. So, pound of Domino sugar from Walmart
0: is yeah, one forty-eight. One forty-eight. Uh, so, in seventeen ninety-six, a pound of sugar loaf would have been twenty-nine cents. Mm-hmm. Uh, which this is uh, adjusted, that's not the same right? as. Um, no, this is the nominal price. Okay, so. Um, the preferred currency in the colony in the colonies was the Dutch loyvendalder. Mm. Uh, I'm just gonna let Peter get mad at yeah, my yeah. pronunciation of that. Leuwendad. Uh not the U.S. dollar. But uh, this source says that the prices are in Spanish milled dollars. Mm-hmm. Not quite sure what that is. It's a very funny sounding name.
1: My my note says soft silky Iberian tender <laughs> <laughs> milled dollars for her. <laughs>
0: I think maybe it's actually mil Mil dólares, which means that it was, uh, you know, uh, $290. Mm. So, that's pretty expensive. Mm. Yeah. Um, So, I I did my... I think I've mentioned this several times on the podcast. The best way to uh, compare prices between countries and or times Mm -hmm. is to uh, take the price and figure out uh, what it means in terms of how many hours you would have to work to afford the item. Right. Yeah, so it's a good way to, yeah. Understand. So mo- most prices, if if like an economist translates uh, prices back then to prices now, they mm-hmm. will use something like purchasing power parity or right, right, or abstract uh, math shit. CPI. That doesn't
1: exactly make sense to most people. Yeah, yeah.
0: And, uh, purchasing power parity basically means they take the trading price of mm-hmm. the currency mm-hmm. from one to another. So yeah. they would take the trading price of, of the Spanish milk dollar for like a a, a loiven dollar. Mm-hmm. And then they would say like oh yeah that means that 29 cents equals uh, yeah. you know 148 or yeah, whatever yeah um but i i looked up a day's wages in 1796 and uh, i would have been around uh 487 mm-hmm. uh do- That's, cents not dollars right so yeah f- so 48.7 cents. cents
2: okay
0: i don't know if they actually did currency like that but anyway um i can tell you about that okay go ahead so the term quarter yeah
1: comes from the term quarter dollar
0: uh, i thought it came from a uh, quarter ounce mm. I guess well
1: not. you'd be you'd be wrong as far as i've heard anyway because i could always be wrong um i accept being wrong sometimes I'm enthusiastic about it i don't yeah <laughs> um so a quarter dollar as i recall um Came from the practice of, of chopping your coins up to create fractions of the value. Oh. Yeah. Okay. And this was extremely common during this era where um, various kinds of coins were running around, you know, like all these. And so this is different
0: than coin shaving, right? Right, exactly. Like coin, coin shaving, shaving is, the point is to melt down the.
1: Exactly, okay. yeah. Whereas, um, um, you know, cutting up the coins into pieces of
0: eight mm-hmm. or oh, quarter yeah. dollars, right? Okay. Right. Um, well, it's a pirate term that kind of went away. Like yeah. it used to be very popular in the nineties and now not so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it became so cliche. Yeah. Right.
1: But yeah. So they would, they would chop it up into regular, into regular divisions like, you know, uh, quarters and eighths, okay. you know, called pieces of eight. Um, and that would be their way of saying, you know, this is 25 cents on the dollar or it's, you know, what? 12.5 cents on the uh-huh. dollar, that kind of thing. Okay. um, <clears throat> so you know they might have had
0: i don't think they would have had like 48.7 yes it's probably just averaged (laughs) yeah 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 um so um so yeah according to the the wage uh divided by the price or the other way around i I can't remember because i'm really dumb with math uh mm -hmm. what i don't have something to write it down on (laughs) uh but it basically means that a pound of sugar in 1796 would have been about 60 percent of a day's wages Mm -hmm. um so if they were working, um, so, you know, oh play, yeah, so if of calories, right? But, so in the late yeah. 18th century, yeah. the average annual hours worked would have been around 3000 hours mm-hmm. or around 57 hours per week. And I think I used, um, like six days a week, mm-hmm. uh, cause they only had Sunday off, right? They got rid of all the holidays by this point. I'm pretty sure. And yep. uh, they wouldn't have had like a week of vacation. That right. So it was roughly what? Nuts. Nine, nine hours a day, six yeah. days a week, more or less. Yeah. So 57 hours per week was the work week. So, uh-huh. um, um, so a pound of sugar would have cost five hours and 42 minutes of work. Right. Uh, so comparatively today, even if you have a shitty $10 an hour job, uh, it takes just nine minutes of work to be able to afford a pound of sugar. And so, that's
1: the magic of capitalism as we know. Yeah. Yeah. Economies it just of made scale, things of, better. et cetera. Yeah. 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 It's
0: just because we're producing more of it. That's what makes it cheaper. That's all. Yeah. That's, that's the only, don't thing. look any further into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So that's the little thing about sugar prices. So it was much more expensive back then. Um, even though it was very cheap because, uh, they had millions of slaves, uh, making the shit. Mm-hmm. Um, in the late 18th century, um, sugar merchants in Europe were hoarding sugar and engaging in severe inflation. um, the inflation was so bad that uh, French people, both men and women, the article I read was focusing on like the women oh, being I see, involved I in see. it. That's why so you had to say that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so French well, people rioted over it in 1792. Mm-hmm. The merchants offered a classic libertarian argument to defend themselves. Uh, so I'm just <laughs> going to read the text here mm-hmm. the people were justified in complaining but not in using threats and violence mm-hmm. the speculators or rather the hoarders that is what the people called them said to exonerate themselves that because sugar was a luxury product the price was not and could not be frozen that in truth <laughs> it had and could have no other price that uh, than that dictated by the consumer's fancy yep so subjective the old, theory of value yep, <laughs> from yep. the 18th century. Like, well, obviously they're only pricing
1: it because that's what the people want. Yeah, <laughs> if you're willing yeah. to
0: pay for it, yeah. why
1: why are you getting mad
0: about it? That's right. what people
1: are willing to pay. Right, right. Yeah.
0: It's, why are you hitting yourself? It's called why supply are you and yourself? demand. Yeah, yeah. Um, right. So the the riders ended up pillaging a sugar merchant's house, stealing the sugar, and uh, taking back all the money that they paid to them <laughs> at yeah, the inflated yeah. prices. <laughs> Pretty great. <laughs> Um, Man, we got to write more like the French. If only they had, uh, you know, taken that anger and feeling of injustice and applied it to uh, Haiti. Yeah. Where the, all the slaves the that Haitians. were making the sugar were. Yeah. Imagine that. Those guys were probably paying a lot of money for their sugar too, right? Yeah. You know? Right. Lots and lots of money.
1: And um, health and livelihood.
0: And I really thought I had more, but the last thing I have here is that uh, there was a, an early example of a lobbying group in uh, for the Caribbean called the West India interest. Um, so sounds like a tabloid British British. (laughs) Yeah. Um, British Parliament was created in like 1610, I think Mm -hmm. somewhere around there. And, uh, by the 1640s lobbying was like a huge deal. Mm -hmm. Um, so we think of that as like a modern problem, but it was actually uh, going on quite a bit back then as well. Mm -hmm. Um, so there was this whole lobbying group of plantation owners, Uh, called the West India Interest and they were trying to get favorable laws for themselves.
1: Imagine that.
0: Yeah. It's weird (laughs) that they would do that. Yeah. Uh, Because I heard that, um, you know, uh, the government and the market are very separate. They're, they're very separate. Yeah. So.
1: Actually, the only thing the government ever does is interfere with the, you know, the, the natural ebbs and flows right. of uh, voluntary exchanges between rational actors yeah. faced with scarcity. So th-
0: this was really, it's not
1: capitalism. It's crony
0: capitalism, right? If they had pure capitalism, surely crony capitalism and not
1: the other kind, which is good. Yeah. And not then the bad. slave
0: owners would, yeah. would not have lobbied parliament. Yeah. But yeah. Um, so yeah, I didn't really read a conclusion.
1: Sugar it's a thing
0: that we said we should is do is now <laughs> very prevalent in the world. Yeah. Uh
1: and cheaper. And there's also I was thinking about I couldn't find the figures on it. But just imagine, like, you know, back in the day, everybody was like, sugar is like this cool stuff that you use sometimes. And it's kind of less common than would be nice, but it's fine. And we just use it as a spice or like yeah. whatever a flavoring. And then uh along comes European imperialism and colonial shit and now sugar is not just ubiquitous but you can't get away from it and they put it in everything even though you don't want it necessarily yeah to the extent that um Europeans and Americans like they don't like spices very much but if something doesn't have sugar in it they think that it tastes like cardboard yeah which is hilarious because it doesn't it always tastes like cardboard unless it has spices in it from this person's point of view (laughs) uh and i think the rest of the world would agree but it's really weird and pathetic and and like of course people who are you know more interested in the food industry and the sugar industry and stuff already like they know this almost by heart and they know a lot more of the facts than i do but like this shit is just in everything and like the subsidization of the product and like the the power of the sugar lobby and everything is like so incredible that you like you'd basically have to tear down the american government and way of life which i think trump is working on but like not for the right reasons
0: um <laughs> based on the headline today uh well i, I think it's nice that he's doing that
1: well i mean we you know we could do without the government right
0: (laughs) but yeah like well they only shut down the good parts of the government really exactly they're they're still yeah about that well and the and the doj as well well we
1: can't live without justice
0: (laughs) someone someone fund the courts quick how are the justice dems gonna do anything without the their department
1: without their department yeah
0: oh my god um yeah so the the history of sugar is basically uh before europeans didn't know about it yeah uh and then it was a thing that peasants couldn't afford right and uh fast forward to today and it's a thing that kills peasants constantly yes and it's basically mandatory yeah yeah so great great history
1: yeah yeah um oh and and there's one more thing on the upside you know various sugar-based and sugar-infused liquors liqueurs and and other other Liquors. stuff is like yeah are are very ubiquitous as well and that's something that i don't want to go away yeah but you can do that without like the sugar
0: lobby i still <laughs> prefer sake myself oh yeah sure so yeah yeah I sake can, is great yeah yeah um i did remember one one more thing that i read uh i didn't write it down i don't know why because it's very funny but uh one of the english queens i think it was a, one of the elizabeth's one maybe. of the important ones um was so obsessed with sugar mm. that she had like sugar sculptures like everywhere in her palace. Well, that was probably just, the first one. Was just constantly eating sugar all the time to God, the point that like damn. uh some like uh other European guy, I think from Germany or uh-huh. something, like one of the German countries um came back and re- remarked like she has like just her teeth are just totally black oh and God. disintegrated. Oh, no. She looks disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> She's eating way too much she, of that sugar. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs>
1: that's, that's, that's terrifying. I kind of wonder if,
0: um, the same thing was happening to Marie Antoinette, because uh-huh. one of the most disturbing things that I've read about her is that oh, yeah. she would have young women kidnapped mm-hmm. and then her whatever staffers, whatever the fuck they're called mm-hmm, back then, mm-hmm. um, would like rip their teeth out her interns? to use as yeah. dentures for yeah. Marie Antoinette. Yeah. So gross. um, so I think we need to end on something more lighthearted than that. What can we end on?
1: Uh, fuck if I know. It doesn't have I mean, to be Valentine's Day is coming up. And uh, there will be a lot of chocolate being sold. And um, yep. um, that's a sweet... I think
0: we found that was the second... No, the third highest sugar holiday. I think so. Number one was yeah. Christmas. Yep. Right? Number two was Halloween. Right. And then and I think Valentine's, Valentine's Day after sense. that, yeah. yeah. Or it might so, have, actually, maybe it was Easter. I can't remember. Um, There's only, we've only done like five episodes <laughs> between yeah. then and now, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but
1: yeah, I don't know. I I don't, I don't know. Um, I mean, there was something about sugar. So I, I worked for the National Confectioners Association last year for a okay. few months, um, doing some like marketing support. Um, and the confectioners industry um is actually often at odds with the sugar lobby because sugar wants to always get more profit yeah they want to raise their prices yeah yeah but confectioners literally can't make a profit They can't make a fucking dime um if the sugar costs too much right right Uh, And so there's all these, like, legislative battles that they go through with each (laughs) other. And you're like, it's weird because you'd think it's the same industry, you know. Yeah. But they're not integrated with each other. And so they have, like, lobbying battles and stuff. And I thought it was kind of funny because I'm sitting there, you know, just at my desk, like, working on some fucking, like, web copy or something. And then somebody's, like, rushing past, like, oh, my God, did you get a language for the new fucking blah, blah, blah? And I'm like... (laughs) this is literally a fucking candy club (laughs) and they're panicking because the sugar club
0: is too powerful. Yeah. It's very cool how capitalism makes every single thing, a matter of life and death to the people in charge of it. Yeah. And you really can't, there's really not a good side to take because (laughs) you know, on the confectioner side, Mm -hmm. if the prices are low, then that means that the uh, workers are being paid shit. Exactly. And then on the uh, sugar industry side, if the prices are high, it means that the workers are being paid shit. Yep. So. Yeah. Yep. Which one do you choose? I, I think maybe neither.
1: Yeah. Replace all the the sugar in your diet with salt. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. Then, <laughs> and
0: die faster. <laughs> Sounds about right to me. <laughs> I'm um, sort of doing that, I guess. I've been e- eating more McDonald's lately. So.
1: Oh, yeah. 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 I'm trying to think of, uh, let's see what are some cool things uh, oh yeah so the molasses topic earlier um so i exposed molassy as my they call it in,
0: in the south i think
1: yeah probably <laughs> um the uh i, I exposed my, my roommates uh this past year to um sweet soy sauce okay which is uh, basically this magical combination of like a molasses uh like a kind of molasses and soy sauce and okay at first you're like wait what the fuck but it's actually amazing and i have it in the cupboard and you can taste it if you
0: like okay sure yeah we're gonna pause right now so you can taste this shit (laughs) okay so yeah i tried it and it's extremely good yeah (laughs) everyone should i didn't try, and i gave him a bottle to take home yeah it's called bongo B a n g o. Yeah,
1: that's the well, that's the that's the brand that's the name. Brand. In yeah. Malay, it's called ketchup manis. Ketchup manis. Ketchup is the word that we get the word ketchup from. Okay, it means like sauce, like a topping. Okay, and then manis just means sweet.
0: Now I always thought the word we got ketchup from was catsup. Catsup. What's well, all from the same? It's from ketchup. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, If that was a joke. I don't. Uh, well. It was intended to be, but obviously it wasn't a very good one. So I, I am also dumb. <laughs> oh yeah, you sound much dumber than the person making a reference to like <laughs> the thing they put in Looney Tunes cartoons, <laughs> catsup. <laughs> oh my god. Um, so I guess that's all so, we yeah, have. Try some sweet soy sauce, folks. If you can find it, taste it. Yeah, um, it's delicious. It's, it's good. I recommend it. Yeah. Chris recommends it. Yeah. Um, Um, yeah. So that's all. Um, if you liked this episode, um, check out our other ones. We have uh, actually more than this one. Um, yeah. uh, our website is, uh, neighbor science Uh, Twitter is at neighbor Um, I think our personal handles are in the bio there. So just look up there. Um, I think I've peaked on Twitter followers, oh, yeah. I, I got to seven hundred and then I dropped like twenty <laughs> oh, no and now I'm just hovering around like six ninety seven yeah, I'm somewhere in the six hundreds so, um apparently you're not supposed to try it, Twitter according to all the big accounts, which yeah. I'm sure they don't have any conflict of interest there, yeah, no, totally not anything like that, but <laughs> um I'm also trying to start doing a uh twitch stream um. We're calling it uh, Dab Psycho Four Twenty. Uh, the URL is uh, Twitch TV slash uh, DrunkyDLuffy. D Luffy. So like I K Y D L U F F Y. I don't have a schedule yet. I, I'm thinking maybe like Monday. Mondays at eight. Okay. Um, if you are PST. available to do that, uh, we can just do it over uh, Discord or whatever. It's possible. Yeah.
1: I I don't have a ton of time.
0: Yeah, which um, is fine. But you know, you know my heart goes out to you and just part of your other job yeah. you know <laughs> yeah, right. building the building <laughs> the the content or yes, whatever. Yes, yes. But um yeah, so uh my plan for that currently is to uh watch anime and talk about it. So it I did like one good show. I did one stream uh that only Trev watched with me. We watched <laughs> uh, Steins Gate because I, Oh I, yeah. I've heard that's good. Yeah, it's a really cool series yeah. and uh I've been trying to get to season 2 of it but I forget what happens in season one because it's very confusing. So I, <laughs> I've tried multiple times to start again and I think watching it on a stream would be a good way to actually get through the whole thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, but I'm open to, uh, other things, of course. Yeah. Um, I have been playing, uh, oxygen, not included way too much over the break. um, That's- this episode honestly could have been better if I had spent less time doing that. But, uh, you know, here we are. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So if you like, uh, live streams, uh, go ahead and check that out. Um, I'll post it on the, uh, Twitter and Facebook account. Uh, if, if I'm going to do a stream, um, what else? Uh, facebook.com slash neighbor science. Uh, if, if you like our show, give us a rating on iTunes. Uh, Oh, and we're on Spotify now. Uh, so if you Shit, are like, we yeah yeah damn so if you enjoy listening to your podcasts on Spotify, um, which you know that's pretty fucking weird if you ask me but <laughs> okay, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm just kidding of course um, yeah check us out on Spotify um, please don't make us
1: famous it would be or do a real drag I mean you know way. live up to all those
0: expectations yeah and money. I mean if we could make this our main job then I'll actually like do work on that's show notes. true. I you know. mean,
1: I would love to just podcast for a living. That'd be great. Yeah, that'd be pretty sweet. Yeah. But I think but, we might
0: be a little too niche for that.
1: Y- yeah. We could think about it. We could think know. about.
0: It. Um, yeah, that's it. I guess. Bye.
1: Yep. See ya.